Jesus uh, tells us uh, the kingdom of heaven is like, and then he tells us that story we just heard, which can be a little confusing for us because things are so different now than they were then. Uh, But to be invited to a wedding was a big deal. Um, It wasn't the organized, you know, kind of mess we have now. Uh, It was an idea that when two people were getting married, They would send out invitations, and of course, by hand, uh, email was not reliable uh, back then. That was funny. And uh, when would you go, kind of right when you got the invitation? And when would you get back? When it was done. I went to one of these weddings when I was in Israel. The, the, The party was four days. At four days, people started to go home. Um... And again, it wasn't like, you know, with all the little placards and the names and all the horrible things we do to brides to torture them. Uh, This was just lots of food and insane amounts of laughter and joy. And for most people at this time, you you just prayed for a wedding. Uh, Most people live just off of a bit of bread every day. uh, And that's kind of it. This was a chance for people to eat meat, something they probably didn't eat anywhere else. This was a a chance to be at a place where you weren't waking up and literally just going out the door, working all day, and then coming home and going to bed. Um, It was a break from the drudgery of life. And to get invited meant that the people inviting wanted you as a part of the relationship. Um, Now in terms of clothes, what did you pack? Well, nothing. Nobody had anything, right? Uh, Nobody sold suitcases or I see they're building another storage facility over here and I'm like, only America, man, right? Do we buy so much stuff that we have to pay money for places to put the stuff, right? Uh, no, no, you just kind of started walking. You didn't have extra clothes. You had the thing you wore every day, all day, that you bathed in, and that's how you washed it. Now, if you were pretty rich, you might have two outfits, but it's not, there's no closets, there's none of this. Now, when you get there, Uh, I believe the biblical phrase is, quote, there's going to be some stank, right? Uh, That was funny again. Uh, You're walking all this way. You've been working in these clothes. So when you get there, there are racks of clothes. And you put on the nice clothes and you walk in. All that to help us with what Jesus, I believe, is trying to go after when he gives us the image in today's gospel. What's the kingdom of heaven like? Well, it's about God sending an invite to you and me to be in a relationship with him. Let's make this formal, he's saying. And that the response of you and I, the the response he's looking for first is the joy of it all. It's hard to be alive now. And I would love someday uh, to just bore the heck out of you uh, with what life was like 300 years ago, 600 years ago. And I could do it. And you could hear about how your life was one where you had to be accustomed to insane 
perpetual possibility of violence. Uh, you, you ha you, most humans have lived in a time and period where uh, for every child born, less than 60%, I'm sorry, less than 40% made it to 13. That's the world that most humans have grown up in. And their lives were insane and challenging in their own way. We don't have a lot of that. But what we do have is a world where we've decided to be busy. We've decided that every technological innovation that's supposed to make our lives easier, well, that just means we can do more. That just means we can push more. That just means more can be demanded of us and that we can demand of others. And then we have this thing that societies like ours have where there's this fear that I don't have enough. I gotta keep up with my neighbors. And our neighbors, we don't know, are sitting there going, I gotta keep up with them. And so we just drive ourselves and drive ourselves to get more, to have more, to make sure we're a part of the right clubs, a part of the right things. And it never really is enough, but we keep pushing and, and what gets lost is joy. We're so busy getting by, we don't celebrate. And God wants you alive. He told us in the Gospel of John, I came so that you'll have life and have it to the fullest. And life to the fullest doesn't mean we're sacrificing all these beautiful joys laid out for us because we want to have more or get more or be perceived as having those things. You're alive because of love. You're alive for love. You're alive to love. And that is where the joy is. Jesus is calling you and I to celebrate with him this beauty of the marriage of heaven and earth. He wants us to be filled with joy. Today, Jesus is asking you and I to respond to this invite, and he's asking us to respond to it constantly, that when we're summoned to be busy, to just instead choose, I'm going to be with Christ today. To wake up in the morning and to say, Lord, this day belongs to you. To get in the car and ride with Jesus. I invite him to ride with me. He finds me an excellent driver. That's in the Bible. Don't look it up. And I think a lot of us would definitely sign up for the feast if we really understood it. Because it's a good feast. For a lot of people, just like then, there's a kind of spiritual meat available that's not available to us in everyday life that he wants to invite us to come be in relationship with me, celebrate with me. You heard the first reading, and that's the reading we picked for my mom's funeral. That's the, the first reading we picked. Because God, just getting all dreamy and excited about what it's going to be like in heaven. We're going to be together, and sin won't be in the way anymore. You won't even remember pain. He said there will be a veil lifted from our eyes. He's geeked out about this, guys. He wants you in heaven more than you want anything. But it starts here. It's heaven all the way to heaven, and it's hell all the way to hell. We need to respond to this invitation by being in constant contact with our Lord. Got a job you don't want to do? Say, Jesus, let's do this together. 
You got a job you do want to do. Jesus, let's do this together. Wherever you are, wherever we are, whatever we are doing, can we pause and acknowledge how insanely loved we are and let that fill us with joy rather than letting our circumstances and situations dictate it. That's the invitation. So what about the garment? What about this guy who rolls into the wedding and he's got, you know, he's got two jobs, eat a lot of food and put on that garment. He's down for the food, but not for the garment. And that's part of the challenge for you and for me. That will we accept in this relationship that God wants for us that we're not the ones in charge? That we don't dictate the rules. That it's God who dictates the rules. How often is God sort of like a spiritual aspirin for us, right? I don't know if people still do this, but we had a uh, bottle in a cabinet with 19 million bare aspirin in it. Do you remember those? And every once in a while, you remember, you get a headache or you get something and you got to, so you go and you find that huge vat of aspirin and you take one and then you forget about it. And how often is God that for us? We say to God, in good times and in good times. In health and in health. But struggles and difficulties are when God has the audacity to say no to us. Will we submit to that? Or are we just down for the feast but not the whole I'm on your side thing? He wants you and me all in in this relationship. All in. When God says that's a sin, he doesn't owe us an explanation. He'll give us one because he loves us. But what God calls wrong is wrong. What God calls right is right. And if it offends us or bothers us, we need to submit. We need to put on his garment. Because he doesn't make his rules and laws and he doesn't call things 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 sin arbitrarily it's not like God just kind of randomly picks some stuff nah don't do that everything he says don't do he it's because he doesn't want us hurt he made us he knows what works and he knows what can give us a quick result that we like but long-term damage so that's our challenge today guys all of us are we going to say yes to the invite and live life conscious of how beautifully we are loved and conscious of what's coming in the kingdom of heaven? Will we walk around with that in our hearts so that we shine a little bit while everyone else is staring at their phones or at the ground and choosing sorrow? Can we choose joy that there's nothing we'll experience here that's going to taint what we'll experience there? I know I've said this a lot, but St. Uh, and St. <coughs> Uh, Johnson, I can't remember now. Uh, <laughs> Lord help me. Um, she said that when we get to heaven, the whole of our time on earth will seem like a bad night in an inconvenient hotel. That the joy of it will overwhelm us and wash away the pain and tears. That's what he wants for us guys. But we got to say yes every day so that we're good at saying Yes. And we got to submit. We have to trust him. 
when he says something's good for us, even if it's hard, it's good for us. When he says something's bad for us, even if we like it, it's bad for us. We can trust him. So Jesus, help us to say yes, huh? And not just the yes that gets us fine foods and meat, but the yes that connects us to him in a way no pain can break, in a way no circumstance can shatter. Let our yes be a full yes to the kingdom of God in heaven and on earth. Amen? Amen. Okay.